Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X Podcast. As always, we throw up the X. Yes, because we're about to throw down. I'm your host, Eddie V. Joining me is my wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. <laughs> also, it's Boss Man himself from the NGR Radio Headquarters, Mr. Corey Derrick. It's me. Yes. How are you guys doing? Great. Pretty good. Great. We are back. I'm so happy to be back talking about Xbox stuff. There's a lot of news that we're going to have to cover, but before we get into all of that, Corey, what's been in your arsenal? Well, before before we get into that, why don't you plug the contest first? Ah, uh, contest? I was going to wait. No, do it now. Just do it now. It'll get okay. people excited. All right. <laughs> hey, Corey and Jesse, you know we got a contest, correct? What? Yes. Huh? Hey, Arsenals, mm-hmm. uh, we have an awesome contest. <laughs> like banjo kazooie. I need to play that. Game. I've never been in that game. I need to play it. Hey, Arsenal's. Uh, we have an awesome contest happening. Uh, we want to hear from you, and would love to have your questions. Not just any question, though. Email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com with an out the box Xbox question for our expansion pass episode that you only can catch on NGR Radio on YouTube. Um, and the winner that is chosen not only will win this, but have this amazing Forza Motorsport five car premium set from Hot Wheels. Your question will be dedicated for the show, and you'll know that you win because we'll have your question on expansion pass. Uh, you have until January 27th, and uh, we want you guys to title the email Arsenal X XPAN. That's a big title X P A N Pass Contest. Uh, the question and winner will be announced when the episode is released. So get it in and have fun thinking. I am your host, of course, Mr. R. Eddie V, and I will be sending out the gift of you guys into the contest and win so good luck to all of you guys send us your questions you have two weeks to get that question in really think outside the box let us think uh but that is our contest you guys can go to our arsenal x facebook page and see how it looks and it looks sweet yes i i was thinking of something for ngr uh um there's a justice league uh big one for hot wheels but Nah, you guys could do your own contest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, into the contest. Now, back to you, Sir Corey. What is in your arsenal? Oh boy, what what have I been playing? I've been I haven't really been playing much Xbox lately, but I've been playing a ton of Switch. Uh like I said on uh Pal Block, I finished all of the Breath of the Wild DLC now. So that game game has officially been taken out of my switch cartridge carrying case and back in its rightful box and going to be there until I decide to play it again. So, uh, didn't do master mode, but champions bowed was, I know I was a little bit down on champions bowed, uh, especially if you've listened to NGR radio proper or pal block recently, but, uh, the last two champions I did uh those were really good and the 
new divine beast was really good and the final boss fight was the hardest thing i've done in a long time in video games i was ed and i were in an xbox party chat and i was uh playing and uh i got a little bit loud <laughs> and then and then uh ed left the party for a little bit and i went and grinded out some a bunch of stuff for uh to, I had like three wikis open. I had videos open on my laptop <laughs> yes. and my phone, and I was like, oh, "This this boss is hard. I don't understand how anybody can beat this boss." And then like I I went and I grinded and I scanned. I literally scanned every single amiibo I own, so I wouldn't have to go hunt for food. <laughs> I was like, "Ed, we're going for a ride," and I took took my Xbox controller over to the over to the entertainment center and literally scanned every one of my amiibo probably, he like, did too. probably like 60 of them over there <laughs> look i was just like where we're going she was like oh, we're just going to the chair over here i'm like oh okay <laughs> i think it's you know he's taking the switch in his phone and we're going to taco bell or oh, something get us some chicken sandwiches or something like no going to the next room i'm like okay so i that final boss was really hard gonna i don't know maybe i just suck at video games and maybe people don't think it's hard but i thought it was really difficult it was frustrating and but and like i had been playing bloodborne (laughs) i played bloodborne (laughs) twice this week with moose and matt and that final boss fight was harder than anything i did in that game so uh yeah so uh but that game i took a lot of screenshots of that game and i think i'm gonna try to go through and kind of weed out the bad ones or the duplicates or whatever and kind of make a nice Zelda kind of picture album type thing on Facebook and mm-hmm. go through and kind of post the ones I like on Instagram and stuff. So Nice. But yeah, that's uh that was the big game I beat. And then uh, Assassin's Creed, I, did, I guess I did play a little bit of Xbox. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I... I went and opened up the all the areas in the map so i know where to go like because i i think i do want to try to get all the achievement points in that game uh so uh, but that's that's kind of it really uh i'm tr- i'm i'm moving on to mario plus rabbit's kingdom battle and uh i'm prepping i'm prepping myself for when we get all get sea of thieves and are like yeah i'm really into I the can't wait. i'm really into the pirate thing right now because like <laughs> Uh, I found my Black Flag t-shirt, and Assassin's Creed Rogue just got announced for Xbox One, and uh, I'm just, I'm really excited to just be a pirate. I wonder if I should get Assassin's Creed Black Flag for Xbox One, and... Well, I have it uh, for, I have it for Wii U, and it's like, I do too. But I'm stuck at 94.2% on the Wii U version, because that final 5.8% requires you to do online things with friends and guess what the wii u version does not have online functionality so i'm stuck at 94.2 percent it's really bugging me it's really bugging me uh that's what you get for buying it on a nintendo system i guess show support i did show support i showed 78 hours of support for that game on wii u (laughs) And I still only have ninety four point two percent. That's still good. How about That's Ubisoft for just some added support that. for Nintendo and give me an online mode where I can play with friends 
And Nintendo doesn't yes. make me enter in friend codes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, need to play that on Wii U and like literally like install it and start playing oh, it. Uh, I can, I, can, I tell, can I tell you that I got that game unwrapped at my job for $4? good one it's a good one it's a good one yeah it's it's my it's still my favorite assassin's creed even after all this time i spent with origins and i was like really debating black flag's still the best for me it's black black flags origins brotherhood are the top three i think brotherhood is the side game of two right yeah it's the sequel to two (laughs) yep well shoot there was look there was like what five different versions that was still in that er- time era from two, because uh, like it's like Brotherhood, Revelations. There's there's uh, two Brotherhood Revelations. I think that's it for two. There's a bunch for three. Three has like the most extended canon or like that time period, because three oh. three Liberation four and Black Flag or Black Flag and Rogue all take place together like that but was it like unity and uh unity unity takes place like the end of rogue leads into unity okay so, but it, it, you know what it made it just it may just be the setting then maybe of two because yeah because it did feel like they were stuck in that medieval europe time like for like seven eight games oh my goodness can y'all move on <laughs> yeah it was uh but I mean, that's a quick way to get sequels out faster is to reuse assets in similar areas and stuff. So that's, I mean, like, that's the way to kill a franchise. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, come on. Yeah, come on. If you haven't learned from Mega Man, <laughs> you should learn from Mega Man. Not don't put out that many sequels. <sighs> you mean you mean eleven of them now? <laughs> Plus the X Games. Oh, I'm just kidding. But is that everything? That's all been in your arsenal, Corey. Uh, yeah, I did download Super Meat Boy, so I'm excited to play that. Yes, but yeah, right. that's pretty much it. All right, Jesse, what's been in your arsenal? I got to play a couple of different things this this week. Uh, I did I did try the um, Dragon Quest uh, builders. The, demo yeah the demo for that on switch today and then um i played a little mario rabbits today and a little zelda today <laughs> <laughs> and uh i also i also got to try um the call of duty world war Two, and i actually liked it to be honest i the, the modern warfare too? no the the uh world war Two. Oh, I thought it was Modern that, Warfare 2 you was trying. Well, no, I I played that too, but oh. I I I already had that. I no, I was trying I tried uh the World War 2, the newest the newest oh, Call the of Duty newest game. One. Okay. Yeah. So I I tried that out and I actually surprisingly I liked it. Um it's it's kind of reminds me of of the Modern Warfare uh remastered game where mm. it's uh you know, like if it's fairly basic, and and they they did like the the um, the loot crate system. They did that a little bit better. Uh, finally, 
because I, I, I haven't liked the way they've done it in the past, but um, they did do that pretty decently. Um, it's good. Basically, when you play it, it feels just like uh, like Battlefield 1. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's like almost exactly like that, where at the end of the match, uh, three random people get lo- a loot crate or whatever mm-hmm. that they can you know open up, and then it's got uh, cosmetics and stuff like that in it. And then they did like this kind of neat thing where um, you don't really get too many like options for for pistols, but there there's like you can in unlock in the in the loot crates you can get like basically just skins for the gun so like it will look like a different gun but it's still got the same you know the same uh ratings or whatever as as the uh the gun that you're originally using but when you get those instead of it making it like that the gun is more powerful or anything like that when you have those new skins and you put them on them, uh, the gun, it actually will give you, uh, like XP. So like, uh, so all your guns, you, I think it's like a lot of the guns you can get like a skin for the guns that, that when you have that skin on, it will give you like double XP or it will give you more weapon XP if for using it. So, and then, like, you know, like, usually in Call of Duty games, they have where, you, you know, you have, like, a double XP weekend or whatever. Well, they they actually, like, like in Battlefield 1, you can get double XP uh, in the loot crates. Yes. So, so like, it will be, like, so many hours of, of game time you'll have double XP for or whatever. So, so they kind of... It looks like seriously. It looks like they took a lot of uh, ideas from Battlefield One and and just basically put it into their version of you know their arcade version of that game, basically. So, uh, but I, I I it was pretty good. You know, I I hadn't you know I started off playing it and I actually did really well like right off the bat. So well, I nice. think that I I can probably attribute that though to playing uh, the Modern Warfare remastered and stuff and kind of getting back into those games are you doing um, the single player also World War II? The, the single player uh, the campaign oh uh, no no i didn't yeah i didn't do that i i might i might actually pick this game up i know i originally wasn't going to because oh, okay. i i didn't think i was gonna like it just because like i've kind of just not really been very happy with the the stuff that they've done in the past you know, for the Call of Duty franchise. Yeah. But it does feel like it kind of is going back to the time when I used to like it a lot, you know, like during the modern, which I, I kind of hope that they remaster Modern Warfare 2 at some point, because that was still my favorite out of, like, all the games. 1 and 2 are still my favorite, Modern Warfare. Um, I bet I bet that will, I bet that'll get it, and I bet Black Ops at some point will get it. Like those, yeah. I bet that yeah. whole trilogy will come out as like a Xbox compatibility thing. To be honest with you, well, well, you know, what I what I was thinking, you know, because I had kind of thought about like 
games doing this before, like even before we even knew that uh, the Master Chief Collection was going to be a thing. Like, I'm surprised that they don't just like release a, like just a Modern Warfare like collection where it's literally all all three of the Modern Warfare games. Like you can play just like the Master Chief Collection, where you can play all the single players in regular or or enhanced graphics, and then when you play uh, the online multiplayer, it just literally uh, takes. You can get any of the maps from any of the, the the Modern Warfare games. So basically, like all the maps from all three games are just like dropped into the multiplayer. I, I think they're going to try to milk. They were still trying to milk customers because yeah. they, they were charging for I mean, man, for like master chief collection, Xbox is so invested in halo. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to get people to be into that franchise again. And like the master chief collection, like despite what happened at launch and how rocky the online was like, People still love to play through those campaigns co-op, especially. And yeah. for, you know, I th- I think Activision, like, I mean, they've come out and said it. Like, they're more they're interested in making the most money they can without spending the money, which is why the port of Modern <laughs> Warfare costs, what, 40 or $50 on its own? So, yeah, 50 So, I mean, I don't know. I... I think that would have been an awesome idea to like master chief collection it up and like give us all give everybody the maps and the which is like what i think is going to honestly happen with black ops is they're going to do that to black ops and then modern warfare will get modern warfare one and two remastered because i don't think anybody really cared about three but every like i think everybody loved black ops all of them from what i hear so like if they were to master chief collection it up to any of the sub-series, I think it would be Black Ops. Wasn't Black Ops 1, though, like a five- or six-hour campaign? Like, people weren't satisfied with that one? I think they were all short. Because, like, I remember playing Black Ops 1, and it was, like, four hours long. I was like, what? Where's the rest of this campaign? Because, like, I don't know. I played Black Ops right around... I don't know. I was used to, like, Halo-length campaigns. Because I had played mm-hmm. through the Halo 3 campaign, like, probably 10 times at that point. And, like, that campaign is really long. And to go, and I didn't play any other first-person shooters, you know. Gears of War's campaigns were long. Halo's campaigns were long. Like, those are the campaigns I was used to. And then you play Call of Duty, and they're, like, three and four hours long. <laughs> Which, you know, that's fine. I just wasn't, I just wasn't prepared, and I know, like, the money is in their multiplayer. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which I I kind of wonder with Modern Warfare Two, uh, does that airplay level still hold weight? I don't think it does now. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because, like I like going back to uh, Modern Warfare Remastered, like the first one, like. I forgot, like, you know, playing Call of Duty, like, the games now, like, the last couple of Call of Duty games uh-huh. versus back then, like, playing that that Modern Warfare Remastered, I'm like, 
dang. So this is like when you actually had to have skill to play these games. Like, because the, the way the maps are set up, like, they're, like... For the you, multiplayer. Yeah, for the multiplayer. You really had to know what you were doing or otherwise you would not survive. Like, it just... It was just so much harder and you had to be so much more skillful to to you know really do well and like now it's like there's so many things that you know and like a lot of the newer ones there's so many things you can do like to basic you can basically just sit still and like get a whole bunch of kills you know without even having to move but in those games like you had to really you know like you had to know how to use sniper rifles for sure because like during that time if someone is using sniper rifles it only takes one shot to kill someone you know with almost any sniper rifle in that game which you know now it's like you can shoot someone two times maybe to to kill them with a sniper rifle so i mean it's not even that it's like some of some of the assault weapons, just like if you hit them three times, like they're dead. It's just like, well, yeah. I think like you don't have like if you get hit, that's pretty much it for you in the newer games. Yeah, yeah, not in 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 the uh, in uh, modern warfare though. Like it only took one shot with a sniper rifle. Yeah, like you basically, you know, like you had to be good at sniper rifles and and have people running sniper rifles and you know like people using all the different classes if oh. you wanted to you know win as a team because it's so it's some of those maps were so easy to pin people down so <laughs> it, it was definitely a lot more uh challenging you know during that time like when modern warfare came out and like versus now people just run around like doing 360s and killing people and like it's nothing you know well but, that you know you got to think that was the old respawn team yeah uh, compared to what they are now before yeah. they split it off to like various st- studios yeah like. yeah so yeah i've been just kind of playing a bunch it, i did play some siege a little bit um but i didn't really play that too much i've kind of had other games i've been playing I I picked up uh, Raymond Legends again on Switch and mm-hmm. was playing that a little bit here and there, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it <laughs> oh, for what okay. I've been playing. So, all right. Well, in my arsenal, I'm going to start with Switch. Um, picked up Super Meat Boy, played it. Uh, very fun. Not challenging as I thought it was. It's pretty much physics and time. Uh, and I know that sounds weird, but I was I was kind of, I know like the easy, you know, I'm in the first levels, you know, it's kind of easy, but still a little bit challenging. I'm just like, no, if you jump at this angle, you time it right and you, you're able to use your Mario platforming skills and wall jumping right, you pretty much can get through a lot of these levels. And, you know, you just got to make sure that um, when you're falling down, you kind of think of Flashman stage with all the lasers coming at you. Uh, um, so you got to time that kind of area. And But I'm like, I'm having fun with it. Uh, hopefully I can get further along in that game. 
Um, but I'm having fun with it. Uh, picked up Blaster Master Zero. Haven't started it yet, but uh, I will get into that. I played a lot of it when I was at Larry Giver's house last year. So uh, I'm going to try to get back to where I was at in that game because I was getting real far in that muck. Um, picked up Graceful Explosion Machine. Love that game. Done with the first world. Uh, now I just got to beat the second world. I was just like, dang, Navic almost had it. Uh, but really enjoying that game. Such an arcade experience. I really love that. Now I wish next Machina will come to that system for Switch. It belongs on that system, giving me that real arcade shooting feel. Uh, I picked up the Dragon Quest Builders uh, demo, enjoying that. Kind of laughing at a lot of the stuff. Uh, with the narrator and everything. And it really is better than Minecraft. It's like easier to understand the play. So um, loving that. Of course, Xenoblade, so- Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I, mean, I keep calling it Xenoblade Saga. <laughs> it's not that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. <laughs> Xenosaga. Man, what a, Xenosaga. what a what a RPG series that was. Uh, Cosmos is in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, though. Yeah, she's a blade. Gotta, she's a, like yeah. a rare blade. I gotta find her. Uh, I got. I gotta get some more blades. That's what I meant. I said more drivers, and I mean more blades is what I need. Uh, but um, I've been playing. I've been playing that uh, golf story. I also picked up and played. Loving that game is funny. The writing really is good in that game. Uh, and yes, it is RPG. Uh, and all you really got to do is just actually golf and land and try to beat the computer and meet the and meet the quest that they are giving you. And that's pretty much it. Um, but it, it's a really fun game. So that's what I've been doing mostly on Switch. Um, for 3DS uh, slash 2DS, um, I've picked uh, been playing Monster Hunter Stories, working on that game, getting a little bit further. Uh, I got my fresh dragon. Or my first monster. Now uh, I'm I become a writer, and uh, I'm going to be getting some more like playing that throughout the week. Also, uh, uh, haven't touched Dragon Quest Eight, but did play some uh, uh, Yokai Watch Two. Also, so getting a little bit further in that game. Heading on to my PS4, uh, started up Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy. Uh, it's more Uncharted, pretty much, but just with females. So. Um, Take that as you may. Um, Yo, uh, Yakuza Zero started that up, enjoying that, beating fools up. Just love that game. Just love how good it is. Kiru is just, ah, he's so good. I love him as a main character. Just love him as a character. He might be one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, started up, uh, no, finished Titanfall 2 on easy. Uh, just love whooping tail in that game. Just jumping around. Uh, having fun with that. Started up Neo. Uh, also for PS4. I believe I say it's better than Bloodborne. Uh, so um, having fun with that. I love that fast paced action. And just killing fools. And getting their gear and stuff. So I can't wait to get further along in that game. It will kind of really find my main weapon. Uh in there because right now it's just katanas right now but hopefully i could get like a bow from like ninja Gaiden or something it's just whip tail in that game but in, enjoying that so that's been on ps4 um last but least xbox one started up lost odyssey and 
it's going to be a long RPG. I'm interested, but like I was telling Corey, there's too many cutscenes. It's gonna, it feels like they're gonna take ten steps. There's gonna be another cutscene. Going into another room, another cutscene. Be like, goodness. Like, honestly, honestly, that's the best. Lost Odyssey is like the best Final Fantasy game since nine. Like, I love that game so much. Mm-hmm. Like it. Yes, there's a lot of cutscenes. There are a ton of cutscenes, and there is a lot to read on the side. Yes. But like, that is a game that you need to invest yourself in, but if you do like it's worth it because the characters are awesome the story's pretty amazing the villain is cool and they totally like no spoilers because i know people are making their way through it because it was free on xbox what last year for last year or whatever but yeah that is a game like it totally sets it up for a sequel that we never got and it really makes me sad (laughs) and i was like i just want more of that world and those characters because, like, the whole premise of that game is, like, you you play as a... You, half of your party are immortal. Like, that's the whole point, is, like, they're immortal, immortal and they can never die. But every so often, they lose their memories. Like, if they are, like, on the brink of death or, like, you know, if, if like, a normal human being brink of death and, like, they go un- unconscious or whatever and then they forget their memories and, like... It's all about these immortal beings figuring out who they were in the past and, like, were they good? Were they bad? Like, was were they, like, in love or whatever? Like, there's this, like, weird, just awesome story. And, like, it's totally worth playing through. If you own an Xbox 360 or Xbox One, find this game and, and play it because it's, it's worth it. Yeah, the physical copy was hard to find. They actually jacked the price up to like forty bucks because people were looking for it. Um, like I had to even for Blue Dragon, I had to pay like twenty bucks to get it. I'm like, everybody said this game was bad. <laughs> Why is it now like twenty bucks? It's like great, because, because just it's, wonderful. A, it's an anime game that that people feel like they need to own. Well, when they, I think when they announced it for backwards compatibility, uh, that's when they jacked up the price. Because they also did that for like Xenoblade, like the first one. Just like, uh, how in the heck you gonna try? How yeah. the heck you go from fifty dollars to like almost a hundred bucks used? Yeah, and that was like that was at GameStop too. Like GameStop, yeah. they had that, and then the Metroid Prime Trilogy collection was like upwards of that too. And I was like, okay. You can download these for twenty bucks on Wii U eShop. Like, and look, Corey, and because I pre uh uh I uh, did a pre sale for it and I picked it up at fifty, GameStop sent me an email saying, "Hey, if you trade this game in, we'll give you seventy dollars." But then you see reports of it them selling in at ninety. I'm like, "Oh no, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I got this first edition." No, them people went to all that trouble to get this game to be released over here. Now it came to Wii U, but put, might as well put it on Switch. I still got the original version. That's what I. That's all I care for. Uh, so uh, that's what I've been playing. I did try Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, <laughs> everybody, go, just go play Ducky Kong Tropical Freeze. Whew, Super Lucky's Tale is a mess of a game. <laughs> if you want tight controls, play Ducky Kong Tropical Freeze on Wii U. Or wait for the game to come out on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of why I, I haven't like got super lucky's tale is because I've 
been hearing a lot of you know mixed reviews on it and so i've just kind of put it on the back burner i wanted to get it you know was, but if you said that you don't think it would be very good for even kids to play yeah. then I, there's probably no reason for me to get it i would say for you jesse since you got game pass i say wait for it to come to game pass and, yeah and down well well, and, and I've got, you know, I've got Rare Replay, so I've got Banjo and Kazooie. I don't really need it. You know, I've got all the Banjo and Kazooie games, so... Sure, I need so to I, start. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that's kind of like what's been holding me off, too, is because I've got all those games now with the Rare Replay, so I don't really... You know, I if I really, you know, I'm in the mood for playing that kind of game, I can just play those... And, you know, and my son has been playing those, so I probably don't really need it. But, yeah, if it comes to game, Games Pass, I'll probably try it, but just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's everybody that's all been in our arsenal. So we're going to get into some arsenal news. Well, guys, can you believe that Dark Souls Remaster is coming to Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, this game also would not be supporting HDR for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, but it will be supporting 4K. So you guys will get to see, I guess, a better frame rate. I think it's going to be at 60 frames per second, uh, and it's going to look beautiful. I know more people are going to probably try to get this game more for Switch, but it's good that it's going it's getting 4K support. Oh, no, um, people when it are going to be getting it for PS4 for an Xbox One for trophies and achievements. Dude, they could probably do the same thing for Xbox One. Yeah. So, achievements, yeah. points, take or trophies, points, take it as you will. I am going to have my eyes on the go. I think I'm going to get it for Xbox One too because I want to play it with the community uh, if they decide to pick it up for Xbox One. Yeah. So. Um, well, and... Back, just really quick with the whole um, achievements thing. Now, did did they officially announce like about the the changes that are that are going to be made to the achievements and stuff for Xbox? Mm, uh, no, uh, no, they okay. they really ha- yeah they really haven't announced too much for it. They, I okay. know they said it was just improved frame rate and resolution. Uh, so nothing else in that game is going to be changed. Uh, well, no, I mean like I mean like achievements in general. Like they, there's no list or anything. They okay. haven't said nothing about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I was hearing that there is there is someone had no said something mentioned something about uh, for sure like you getting um, like unlocking stuff for your uh, for your avatar and stuff through achievements no uh bandai neko has been the one to update everybody on stuff so they haven't announced anything outside just to improve uh resolution the announcement of the game and the date okay so all right so uh are you guys planning to get dark souls i know you Corey's getting it on switch because well me and you both getting it on switch yeah i'm getting Uh, on switch but uh, for NGR Radio proper, we are doing. We're gonna <laughs> Moose and Matt and I are gonna do a, dark, a, a Souls game let's play series, and we're gonna we're gonna start okay. with a new game plus on blood on Bloodborne. 
Mm. And then we're going to make our way through Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. And I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. Yes. Oh, forgot to mention that the multiplayer will have dedicated servers and it's going to allow up to six players. Six players. That's interesting. All at once. Yeah. So, but that's only for Xbox One and PS4. We don't really know much about the Switch version just yet. But uh, it would be cool if they, they could do it also on Switch. Yeah, or if you could do it like uh, local or online, that'd be real cool. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Switch is gonna have to have local. I think like I that's that's just a no brainer. I think. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be too hard to do online for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying like because of what the Switch can do, like I just think mm-hmm. that, that's a no brainer. You know, just to have the switches connect to each other and just play local multiplayer i don't see why i can't uh, do that but we'll see i don't know xbox <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so moving on everybody the duke controller is making a comeback for 70 dollars yeah uh, question mark <laughs> <laughs> exactly um it it's still hard to believe the original Xbox controller is mounting a comeback in 2018. Xbox designers Samus Blackie and Hyperkid have updated the Duke for Xbox One and PC players who, for one reason or another, have fond memories of the gargantuan gamepad. Uh, it was revealed that the revised controller will cost $70 when it ships in March. Um, while that actually isn't cheap, it is cheaper than people were expecting for this uh, controller. Uh, the difference in it is that the new Duke will have a OLED screen in the sensor that plays the Xbox startup animation, a USB cable, and a few extra buttons, including right and left bumpers. So they and they tweeted it out on how the controller actually looks. So um, it looks okay. Uh, it looks like the Duke controller, which is why they redesigned the Xbox controller in the first place. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like a murder instrument. On oh. <laughs> dude, I remember switching when <laughs> in high school when we were all playing Halo like hardcore, mm-hmm. and they announced that they were bringing out a controller that kind of looked like the GameCube controller, the slim version. Yeah, we were all like, <laughs> ah! no, seriously, me and like me and all my friends drove to like I think it was still Babbage's at the time. Or fuck uh-huh. land, or I don't know. It might have been EB or GameStop by then, but like we all, like we've all piled in a car with our Duke controllers and traded them in towards a, a the small controller. Uh, yeah, I, when I brought my regular Xbox, they uh, included that controller into the system. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I kept I I had my Duke controller for the longest time. Um. I think I, I think I did eventually get rid of it, but I I actually enjoy I actually liked it just because like, my hands are bigger, so it, like it just I don't know it fit right for me, but um, yeah I don't know I I kind of want to get this, but like my only worries like I mean not that it'll be too big of a deal, but. Like the OLEDs are are known right now for uh, burning images into the the screens like really easily. 
uh-huh. like far much easier than plasmas did and so like are, with them having that in there is it gonna like literally just burn the that xbox symbol in there like permanently you I know like wait. i'll tell I you know. this i can't wait for the pictures of that to show up yeah it'll be like it's gonna be like you know it's gonna be like a week after that thing comes out and people have been playing like call of duty or PUBG or halo all weekend and like they're couldn't, when they turn their controller on, they're just going to have the X burned into the screen. You know you know it's going to happen. You already know. There's going to be that controller, people doing the LAN party of the first Halo in multiplayer. <laughs> it's just going to be like, this was my, this is what I did back in the day. Be like, ugh. <laughs> With that controller, no thank you. I need my good old GameCube controller because I need to pop shells. <laughs> <laughs> that game controller is just still fantastic. I love that controller. Ah, oh, feels so good. I wonder. If, I wonder if we're gonna get. Gosh, never mind. Never mind. Can, Do continue. it. Because if you because if you say a GameCube controller that connects to the Switch, I would spend a hundred dollars right now. No, I was just gonna say. I wonder if if Nintendo is even considering doing a like a WaveBird that's compatible with Switch and like Clicky Sticks and double. Like it'll be basically set up like the pro controller built into the wave bird. <laughs> I think I just killed Ed. <laughs> Ed's dead. <laughs> well, this has been Arsenal X <laughs> Xbox podcast. <laughs> Edward's gone. I guess it's just me I, and Jesse. <laughs> I am you know, back to life. <laughs> that just made me super happy. Uh, I found my, one of my wave birds the other day. It made me really happy, except I don't know where the sensor bar is. So. Oh no! But that'd be those funny. those were the gray ones, right? Like they were gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I I use like I had a bunch of things left. I had a wave bird. I had um like the uh, Ocarina of Time remade, you know, for GameCube, like the one that you only got if you, you know, like pre-ordered Wind Waker or whatever. Like I had all that stuff, and I gave it to my my nephews when they were younger, and uh, like little did I know, like what, a, like a little bit later, like all that stuff was worth like a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> because it was super hard to find the uh, the um, that special, you know, the special edition uh, Ocarina of Time and stuff that that came with the with the pre order. So like all that stuff was yeah. like super super hard to find and they were charging a lot of money for it i had three memory cards because i oh, had yeah. too many games i was because oh, speaking those, of those... speaking of gamecube memory right. cards i almost ordered some off the amazon the other day because they yes. had the the biggest ones like nintendo like the real nintendo ones for 14.99 yeah but i'm like were... i almost ordered i'm like what am I realistically going to go back and play my GameCube regularly, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm thinking about it, but, like, until I do, I'm, like, got got some Switch games to... <laughs> so. You know, I, it, it's yeah. kind of funny mentioning memory cards. Like, a while back, I think it was on a POW Block episode we were talking about uh going to the arcades and stuff and uh you guys are talking about uh playing blitz 
I think it was you, Corey, that were talking about playing Blitz. And all I can remember is having that that area where you could plug the your uh, your N sixty four memory card in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that was like what Blitz two thousand I think had the Browns yeah. in it because it came yeah. in nineteen ninety nine. But when that yeah. game when that game came out, the Browns didn't have a roster, so all the players on the Browns were fake players. <laughs> because like because like <clears throat> for you non sports nerds, the Browns the Browns left Cleveland in nineteen ninety six and became the Baltimore Ravens. And then uh the NFL brought the Browns back because it was hurting the league's like like the what the league stood for. And so they brought the team back and they were also losing a ton of money on merchandise because the Browns have like, even though they suck real bad, they have like one of the biggest fan bases in the world. Yeah. (laughs) And like when they brought them back, like they had like three different like drafts for the Browns before like the real draft. They had like the free agent they had, they could like pick any free agent they wanted or whatever they could, they could like, or unrestricted free agent. And then they could, they did like, a supplemental draft and then they did like the real draft and it was like before all that NFL Blitz oh I think like Blitz 2000 came out and like there's all these fake players on the Browns I'm like none of these players are real what's happening <laughs> these are not real players but I didn't understand that at the time because I was like yeah I mean I wasn't like really paying attention to like Blitz release dates or whatever but right yeah. you know <laughs> which reminds me Corey did uh did the Browns go zero to sixteen? Yep, this sure year? did. They had the parade. <laughs> they had the own sixteen parade. They did. Yep, twenty thousand people showed up for it. When? Uh, like two weekends ago, I think. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Yep, we lost to the Steelers. The Steelers second string. For did that coach game. get fired? No. No, they didn't. <laughs> The front, wow. the whole front office got fired. We got a new, pre- we got a new uh, general manager, a new uh, vice president of football operations, and Peyton Manning is the rumored is rumored to be the new president of the Browns. Like there, he's been he's been in Cleveland like four times since the season ended. So wow, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, well, let's. <laughs> You know what? Um, you know what? When the Browns when the Browns were own twelve this year, I posted on my Facebook that said, "When Facebook decide decides to remind me of what happened one year ago, and the Browns are headed to the playoffs, I want it noted that I was on the, I was a Browns fan when they went own twelve at this point in the season. So, mm-hmm. and and now it's time stamped on a podcast. So." <laughs> I'm currently wearing my brown slippers. It's a good time. Yes. Go as Browns. The t- as the tightest guy like so caliber yesterday. You know what's yeah. you know what's really funny too about the Browns is like the two best quarterbacks in the dra- that were going into the draft are considering going back to college because they don't want to play for the Browns. Wow. Like that's a real thing. <laughs> I'm like, uh, guess we're not taking a quarterback. But Kirk Cousins is a free agent, and he said he wouldn't mind playing in Cleveland. So, there's that. Who is going to the Super Bowl? I don't even know yeah, who. Playoffs are still going. I yeah, think, I, I think in a 
I don't know. The Vikings beat the Saints today in like a really big upset, I guess. Oh, did they? Yeah, Todd Oxford was going crazy all over Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, the Titan that Titans game last night just wasn't fun. Yeah, that sounded real sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like and like I woke up this morning and it was you know or this afternoon even and it's just been nothing but like uh, like the Tennessee Titan uh, the things that I'm following on Facebook are just made <laughs> all these memes and stuff. <laughs> Like the one, the one with Brady on his knees in front of the, the refs. Yeah, I and saw it that said too. Pri- pri- prior to the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, just because of like yeah, how badly that that went with the the, and the sad part is is these are supposed to be the refs that were the best of the best throughout the year because these are supposed to be the final you know the playoffs and so they want the best people you know for the job doing it and they completely it it, it sounds like that the the, because when you were telling us jesse that it sounded like the new england were were cheating like hardcore cheating and they weren't really getting no calls uh i don't they well they weren't cheating cheating. it's like yeah they I feel like because it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Gronk, like they sometimes people feel like they get special treatment. Now, legally, I'm not allowed to say that on a podcast, but hypothetically, sometimes it seems true that they get special treatment because of allegedly. Yes. Quote unquote allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, and I I wouldn't even yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even money. call it cheating though. It's not like I like what happened wasn't cheating. It was just the refs not doing their job, like just mm-hmm. doing it very poorly. Like I, I you know, just I mean, you can go back and watch the game or just go on you on YouTube, I'm sure and Look, watch plenty that... of clips, you know, like proving yes. exactly what I'm talking about, but Jesse, if that thing don't say Tecmo Bowl or John Madden football, John Madden, Joe Montana football for Sega Genesis. Oh my I'm gosh. Not one bit interested. Joe Montana yeah, football no, 94, all you had to do was a spin move and you scored a touchdown. <laughs> Doesn't matter what doesn't matter what play you ran, you just hit spin move, and like I was always I was always the Redskins. I don't know who their quarter or their running back was at the time, but I was doing spin moves and I would win. I would just win. Uh, what was the games where you could do like the stiff arm too, and you could just like knock people, just knock people out of the way? Uh, what was that? It quarterback club. Was it? Oh, good night. I can't believe you pulled that out of nowhere, Corey. No, because like I always wanted a football game, and I always asked for Madden, and my parents always bought me quarterback club. So I was like, I guess I'm stuck playing quarterback club. <laughs> uh, I, I had the Capcom one. Capcom did the NFL game for Super Nintendo. Oh, boy. But that was good. <laughs> But then NFL 2K came out, and I just played on the Dreamcast, and yeah, that's what I. That's where that's where my most of my uh, football gaming was played was on the Dreamcast on the NFL 2K. Oh, I loved those games. I still, yeah, it still sucks that they that they weren't allowed to make more games. Yes, well, we're going to move on. Cause... <laughs> yeah, now we're completely up. <laughs> Sorry, there's no there's no Madden news. We're just talking about sports. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, congratulations to uh, Player Unknown's Battleground. They actually hit three million players before the end of 2017. So um, uh, right now, there's about 28 million players, and I'm gonna leave it at that. What you guys think? Because I still think the game I is mean, broken. There's, there's like a little bit of like, look, I, I'm okay with I, I just don't like it when people are reporting numbers when they're packing the game in with xboxes like i i get it like PUBG's popular there's no like avoiding it but like after the first week and you start packing that game in with xbox one x's it's like mm, why are you reporting these numbers like i i get it three million three million units is nothing to snuff at but like you're packing the game in with consoles at well, Christmas time. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of people will argue, well, you know, well, we, the we did it with Wii Sports. And I'm yeah, just but like, they, well, they weren't, they weren't reporting that Wii Sports was an amazing seller. Like, they, I mean, like, they were just like, oh, it's, it's a pack in. We get a pack in with the Wii. Yeah. Pretty much. And then they stopped for after like two years and they started packing new Super Mario Brothers in with it. Which, by the yeah. way, found out I have three copies of Wii Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so... Man, I'm sorry. We're really off topic, but I... So, I brought... Corey, it this is with, Nerds Gone Wrong Radio. I know. We always get off a topic on different podcasts. I know. We keep forgetting. I know. Uh, so, I got, I got... Obviously, got Wii Sports with my Wii at launch, right? And then uh, I had to replace my Wii because uh, I there was an apartment fire, what uh, like eight years ago now at this point, and like I lost everything and I had to replace my Wii. So I had that, but like a lot of my games survived because they were in the other room. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I have that copy, and then my cousin just gave me his backwards compatible Wii for Christmas. Yeah. And Wii Sports was in there also, so I have three copies of Wii Sports. <laughs> so if anybody wants a copy, maybe that'll be our next contest. <laughs> putting, their, putting it to the pop lock. Yeah. Uh, so I'll sign it, maybe. So. <laughs> From Corey. Please take care of this game. Nobody, nobody wants anything signed for me. I'll take something signed for you. Memories. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, I know Jesse, you're interested in playing the game. I keep telling you wait till the game is fixed, but uh what do you think? Yeah, I I mean it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's just I don't know what to say. I mean like you know, this this happens it seems like with every game like that comes out, like first person shooter, whatever, like it you know, when they come out, they're like almost always have issues. And, you know, since this game is like literally not even finished yet, you know, it's, you're going to have issues. I mean, I, like all the people that I've, that I've watched or, you know, listened to talk about like playing it on Xbox, yeah. you know, it, it has its issues, but like, uh, how long has World War Two been out now? Uh, the Call of Duty game. It's been out for a while. That's that's a full, complete game, and we had to um, 
reset the game the other day when we were playing because there's still a glitch where you get stuck in basically waiting for you know for it to load you into the game mm-hmm. and like people's guns disappear and you just get stuck there waiting and all you can do is watch your the rest of your team play without you but you're still in the game technically so like there's glitches like that that are happening in that game and it's been out for how long and it's a f- complete game so it's like this does this isn't the only game that has issues every single game like has its issues when it comes out especially the ones that are heavily based in multiplayer so mm-hmm. you know for people to be just ignoring all those other games and you know never say anything about those but you know when you have something that's a xbox you know exclusive right away you know oh it's xbox let's you know completely rip it a new one because it's you know that's what we do now so well, it's, it's it's just <laughs> it's, it's it just well, like the, they everything well, has the, problems i mean well, i mean this is the thing about it is that I understand, you know, ripping on PUBG. Yeah, I am ripping on it because I feel like there's no way that a game should ever fall to 10 frames per second. It, I mean, regardless on what fair, console. It's in, the, it's in the preview program, though. That's Well, yeah, it's still, it, I understand that it's still in a preview program, but it feels like with, with the preview program, it feels like you did five months works worth of this game to even run on xbox compared to you putting more time on the pc version because it's been out longer so it it feels the work for the game doesn't feel balanced and then and i don't know if they hired more people to separate into two teams to work on Xbox version versus to work on the PC. But it looks like that most of the effort for that game came to the P came to PC. And then we'll just tinker with the Xbox version later, you know, because even when they pushed it back and said for all the these the delays and stuff, it still feels like the PC version is still superior. And then the Xbox version is just going to get a patch or two here. Yeah. So well, this this is the issue. This is like I I think what they should have did is unfortunately, and people want to complain and say, oh well, but this is free. Okay, so. You you pay the thirty bucks for PUBG. That that's the full like, it's not the full game yet. But you are basically pre buying the game, right? Before it's fully made. Okay, and then you've got the battle royal mode on for Fortnite. That's free, but it's not the full like. You don't get the benefits of of it being like once it's completely that that's you know game type is done you get the full game because you're not you're getting just that part of the game yeah and uh so like that what they should have did is gave you an option of of having the game free you know and you can play it but you you can't unlock anything or do any of that kind of stuff and you know and i agree with you you know do it like that because then people can't complain like the the Basically, they charged you to pre-buy the game, and that gives, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the right for people to complain, even though it's not the full game, and it will work, and it will be better once it's, once it's completed. It's because you know, it's, that 
it, it, it's the marketing thing because it feels like when they showed us the game on Xbox, you thinking that it's running okay, that it's running good, that it's gonna there's there's not gonna be no problems. But people, but with uh, Blue Group or whoever, um, because they showed them the PC version, they didn't expect this game to have problems. Because of what was being shown, everything that was shown in the marketing feels saying that looks like that is running on running on Xbox just fine, and definitely with it being exclusive to Microsoft, you thinking that this game gonna come out and run out fine? Because really, I don't know a lot of people have been talking about problems on the PC version, but a lot of people have been talking about funny stories. That's what's been happening with players on um, Battleground. This is the first time that I heard like technical problems with player unknown. So yeah, yeah, um, they were having issues more on Xbox than on like the PC still has some issues, but it's it's very it's you know it's much more well you know you know better runs better on PC, and there's not quite as many problems. It's just the the switching over, like the yeah. the porting it to Xbox, like something along the way, just you know wasn't set up right for it to to run properly. So. And they and they probably couldn't put out any kind of where hiring for uh, Xbox development because uh, people would have caught on and be like, okay, it's PUBG coming to Xbox because that would have ruined the E3 surprise, I think. So I think once they I think once they announce that for Xbox at E3, they really should have just been hiring a lot of help for Xbox support to get it done. But they probably was trying to do it themselves and not be able to spend all that money. But I'm just like, you pretty much got what maybe thirty million dollars or or because how many ever players they was they have playing thirty dollars, they have money. To get that game developed for for Xbox, to hire people to do the Xbox, they have money to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I don't. I just think, <laughs> like, any. I think all, out of all of the separate console communities and PC and whatever, mm-hmm. I to me, I think Xbox is like the least ready for a preview program and like they're the only ones that have one so yeah like and, I, and- I don't know i think i think them announcing that it's part of the preview program was good but i don't think enough people know what the preview program is outside of like people who follow xbox on a semi-regular basis to the point where it's like oh there's this new game everybody's talking about and they go to buy it and then it plays like crap because it's part of the preview preview program and then you're like, why does everybody like this game? And I just think it's it's not that it's miscommunication. I just don't think the preview program is well promoted to the point where... I didn't even know they had a preview program. I, mean, like, the, the I just first, thought they was getting the game. Well, the first game announced for the preview program was uh, We Happy Few, which, by the way, still in the preview program, and that came out to the preview program last year. doesn't even yeah. come out till April. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think, I think maybe six months from now, PUBG will be where it needs to be. But at that Mm -hmm. point, like 
I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to be popular, but like, I, I still think that that game's going to thrive on PC. And I think maybe the Xbox version will fizzle out because, you know, PC players are more likely to stick with a game for years and years. Whereas like console gamers, I feel like, Oh, what's the next big thing coming up? What's the next big game coming up? And like, there's don't, don't get me wrong. There's, a few exceptions to that rule like rainbow six siege is a big f- factor uh halo uh-huh. 5 has done well destiny the division it's still trucking along somehow like you know there's games there are exceptions to that rule but i just don't think PUBG has the hook that those games do and i think it although right now it got a lot of buzz and it was big for xbox to get that as an exclusive like yeah. i just i don't know how long that that formula is going to stick on xbox although although everyone is copying them oh <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. aware. I'm aware it's but, so, but like but but PUBG only has one stick whereas like you go into uh fortnite that has a whole camp single player campaign that has a whole pve cooperative mode like that has other things other than battle royale uh dying light is putting a battle royale mode in there but that has obviously a whole bunch of other things to it grand theft right. auto added it to online but it's grand theft auto there's a billion things you can do in that game so like yeah. the shtick for PUBG works for it but i think people are going to be itching for more and they're going to start widening out to other places you know like for yeah. me for me like the next big game that i think is going to do it well and do it right is the sequel to the division because like that formula fits that story and like that could be like a new dark zone type area where like your agent goes in and has to survive uh you know because all these other agents are rogue like i feel like the division is the perfect game to add that mode uh you know maybe i don't i haven't played enough of rainbow six siege yet but like i don't know maybe something like that could be like a battle a team-based battle royale uh, where you're all kind of infiltrating the same building and you have to take each other out while trying to get to a goal type thing. Uh, you know, even even Halo almost could almost pull it off, but, like, you know, I, I still think that Battle Royale formula fits something more like The Division, where it's already a loot-based game. Uh, you're already making your way through a Dark Zone-type area, and, you know, that 1 versus 100-style gameplay would work great in that, so... I don't know. I just think people on uh, people on Xbox are going to start looking other places once this kind of hype dies down. Uh, it, but they're, they're going to want that mode, but they're just going to want it in other games that they can do more. And then when their friends hop online, they can stick in that game, party up, and be like, okay, let's try some Battle Royale for a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> I know for... I know for me, I just play Warrior Rumble on Super Nintendo. <laughs> it's just throw fools over the top rope. You and your obscure retro games. What is retro about it? Warrior Rumble was the joint back in the day. On Super Nintendo? Back in 1993. 
Well, once again, we're back to sports. So we're going to move on to almost our last story. Uh, Microsoft is introducing a career system. Um, coming at some point this year, Microsoft will be launching a career system for gamer profiles that will follow you around through all of your activities on Xbox. This new effort is meant to reward people, such as esport players, who stick with a single game for longer periods of time with rewards for the Xbox avatars. Um, you'll be able to obtain levels, prestige your rank, and even get loot crates with cosmetic items through various quests that will be available. Um, this new system will also seem to take play time into account. So if you log 500 plus hours on Rocket League, like a certain uh, person, um, this is from Destructoid, uh, you'll now be able to brag about it better on your profile. To be clear, this whole initiative won't replace achievements, but supplement them better for people who don't actively hunt gamers course sounds so, like the guy that came up with this plays a lot of destiny <clears throat> phil spencer uh because like that this achievement is like this new like profile system destiny sta- to everybody that's, no that's oh, no think. this sounds like no d- dude no they haven't done anything this remotely cool in destiny 2 yet uh, <clears throat> no, I'm talking about Phil Spencer. Oh, you yeah. said play Destiny. I said Destiny Two. I know, but he or... also played a lot of Destiny One. Uh, oh, but okay. like in Destiny One, when you completed like the raid on like Prestige or whatever, I forget what it is now. But like the hardest difficulty, you got a specific banner or emblem that you could put on your pro on your Destiny profile, and it's uh-huh. like proof that you did it, or a cool ship, or. Uh, you know, obviously the raid gear is something that people wear too. So like it's, it's, this sounds like they're rewarding people for playing the games, like, like the way that destiny used to do. And I think that's really cool. So, yeah. Cause, uh, the call of duty games used to do that too. Like there was certain things like that were like super hard to get that you could get for, uh, uh, calling card or whatever right and so you know stuff like that yeah that and you know if they do it do it good enough they could have like you know like you could have an icons or whatever that move and all that stuff mm-hmm. and so that you know they could do some really cool stuff with that you know for things to add right yeah i, huh. th- I think halo did that hit i know the master chief collection did it i don't I don't know if Halo Five did it or not, but like if you did, if you got certain achievements in the game, like multiplayer ones, it gave you new banners that you could add to your profile uh, mm-hmm. on the Master Chief Collection. So, and unlock new like avatars and stuff. So, yeah. okay, yes. So everybody, uh, last but not least, um, the Sea of Thieves beta starts in two more weeks. Um, I am not going to be participating because I didn't pre-order the game and I didn't become one of the members for it. You can for pre-order it. It on Amazon with no money down and then just cancel your pre-order when the beta is over. Uh, I'm good to go. Uh, I want the full experience. Um, are you? Did you get it, Jesse? Are you part of the program? Yeah, yeah, I signed up for it pretty early. Okay, so we'll be looking forward to you <laughs> for more information about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I am. I am going to be watching Twitch streams and looking at uh, Twitter, seeing people's reactions and stuff, and trying to follow it. Um, and our very own Jesse Douglas will be our correspondent for that. <laughs> our cool correspondent. Yes. Me a- 
Me and Corey probably be playing something Switch. Be like, you know what, Corey, <laughs> get on do it. When's the beta? <laughs> When's the beta? Two, yeah, what did you say? It was in two weeks. Two more, two more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was yeah at the end of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The twenty. Bayonetta won't be out yet. So. Was it the twenty yeah. eighth? I think so. I forget now. But it, yeah, either way, okay. I'm just going yet. I think it's the twenty fourth through the twenty eighth. Oh okay, yeah okay. That, that I'm just going yet. Like I'm just going yell at Corey. <laughs> Don't make your multiplayer player do. Let's go at it. <laughs> Jeez. Wish we need to have a match. I actually need to start doing more switch. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> my I need to gosh, now that I beat Zelda, I'm like staring at all my games and like, what do I play? <laughs> yeah, the, the beta so the beta is through the twenty fourth through the twenty ninth. Okay. It says so so yeah, so then I'll definitely be downloading that. Well, I I wonder actually. I wonder if it's gonna end up being like kind of like some of those where when you download the uh, the closed betas that it, it, uh, it turns into the open beta later. So I might actually already be able to download it because I have well, it's, I have the beta downloaded, but it's right, the closed one. It's the closed one. That's the first one yeah. that's coming. It's the closed. Probably in February they'll open it up to everybody. To get okay. a uh, a better test, um, because I'm like it's coming out March, and uh, yeah. that would be good that they open it up to everybody to get a better feel of it. So yeah, because I I downloaded the one beta for it. Um, that was basically only for like the people who signed up, you know, for the the preview program or whatever for the you know for Sea of Thieves. But the only thing with that is there was only certain pe- time periods where you could actually play it. So you had to like find out when it was like when it was active or whatever or something like that. And then I finally did get that, but then it was just about to end when I got it and I never got a chance to actual actually play it. So I wonder though if I download that again if it would uh still be the same thing. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> So everybody, that is our Arsenal news. It's time for our Arsenal exchange. Now, with the rumor of playground games making the Fable game, uh, what do you guys think it would look like in play? Also, what would you hope they incorporate and remove from the series? Oh boy, I think it, honestly, they I if it doesn't look close like close to the original Fable or like the original Fable games or like Sea of Thieves or something. Like I don't look. I I need that cartooniness, like that that like it almost it has like an adult cartoon feel to it. Like a lot of the humor in that game is very like British version of Family Guy or or South Park or something. Like not I mean not like sometimes not that grotesque or whatever, but it's more like adult themed than most cartoony games. Like I want it to be that. I want it to be like. I want them to make look I, I think I've said this a hundred times either on this show or on multiple other shows but like I think they could do a Breath of the Wild-esque type open world with that but really mm-hmm. like with the power of X, Xbox being that much more powerful than Switch and, and whatever like they could add like whole towns and whole like like I mean not that Breath of the Wild didn't have big towns or anything but they could add like Instead of having like four or five scattered throughout the world, five, ten, whatever, 
Breath of the Wild had, like, they could add, like, 20 fully functioning towns. And, like, they could do unique stuff with the dogs, like, the dog system that they have in the game, the and the uniqueness of aging throughout your progression, uh, you know, really making certain side quests count towards your progression. Like, I, I just want that very colorful, very distinct art style. And I think, like, the art style that Sea of Thieves is going for, I think is perfect for Fable, honestly. Like, I really do. And, like, yeah. I, I think Playground Games does a fantastic job with... Uh, environments and you know, especially in Forza, you know, because like that's what they're known for. But like, I think I think you know, moving from a racing game to an open world game like that, like I I want to see what that looks like. You could drift a horse. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, carriage. Get drifting, get drifting wheels for your uh, your horse carriage. <laughs> well could you could you imagine like if they were like let's say they were to do yeah like in the the art style of uh you know of kind of like the fable and and everything like that but only have like really really good looking you know like uh areas and stuff that look like kind of similar to like tomb raider and stuff where it just like very detailed like looking like mountains the, and things that you could climb and whatever the color palette like the lighting around yeah, the, the shade yeah like something similar cuz because you know like with the them the, that's the thing is it's kind of hard to imagine just because they they're not quite known for doing something like this yet <laughs> but but I mean, you know, like the, like Corey was saying, though, the, all those elements that they that we know they do really well, like the you know, like uh, storms and you know, and all the different kinds of environmental uh, changes and things like that. If they could add that, like, because like I like what they do in Breath of the Wild, like as far as the you know, like, but it's but at the same time, that's still kind of basic. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I mean, there's some, you know, neat touches in it that, that are a little more than being just basic, like the lightning and, you know, the different kinds of physics like that. But I could see them doing that, though, and, like, making, like, the lightning look more realistic and, you know, and things like that. The, like so, the weather effects. Yeah, like... the weather effects and all that being, like, look real, you know, more realistic and stuff like that. I think it, I think that could be a you know it could be end up being a really cool looking game if they do it right. So, yeah. I don't need like I don't need it to be like I don't want it to look like Horizon or Uncharted like that's not what Fable is, you know. No, Fable, yeah, no. Fable's mm-hmm. a very unique franchise and uh I really I really want I'm... them to take this like seriously. I want them to take it's gonna be an ironic. Do you want to have it like? I want them to like take the humor, a, like a cell shaded kind of, no, like a deeper cell no, shaded. No, I don't want cell shaded kind either. Of it? I, I want it. I want it just to be like cartoony. Like you look at you look at videos of like old old Fable, like Fable two and three, and like you look at Sea of Thieves, the way that looks. Like it's a very distinct mm-hmm. art style, and like you know the characters look kind of chunky and whatever. Like even look at a game like Team Fortress two, you know something like that where the characters are very over kind 
like their character classes are over with over exaggerated features and you know like if they're like the strong man they've got this huge upper body and little tiny legs like it looks really funny but it's part of the charm you know like i think man microsoft has such a unique franchise in fable and they i want them to take the humor (laughs) and the art style seriously you know i want them to to say what makes fable fable cut out what doesn't work anymore in terms of modernizing the game and make it like a modern kind of almost skyrim-esque style game but like with the fable charm with the fable art style with the goofiness i want to i want to hear somebody call me a chicken chaser i want to hear someone (laughs) you know i want to i want the creepy lady that narrates the game to be like kind of creepy looking but also really dumb looking because she's a creepy old lady (laughs) you know like i want them to take that kind of stuff seriously and i want to see how another unique thing that has that like zelda and horizon don't really have is like a morality system like i want to see how the world changes due to you being evil and like killing everybody well, that's, or that's that's part of fable is the morality system that's what i'm saying like i want them to take that into consideration and i want to see like this sprawling 80 hour adventure like what happens 20 30 40 hours in when you're evil compared to when you're good like i want to well, see well so you still want the character to when if they do evil they look evil yeah because that's what yeah ha- that's but what not happens just the character not just the character though i want the world to change because, like, as you progress through the world, depending on how you do the side quests, I want the world mm-hmm. to change, you know? Like, I want, you know, if, if you're so, evil, I want towns to be overrun by, like, goblins and stuff. Or, you know... So, if, if, you, if you do a dungeon or something, and, like, let's say something resembling a Triforce or something, if you collect it when you're evil, that affects the land. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And like I want it, I want like you to be able to like set your horse on fire and like it, you being riding this like hell horse or whatever you know <laughs> like I think it, I want cool stuff like that to happen you know and I think they could do cool things with the little dungeons that you go into they're not just like you know cause, like that was one of my big com- like my one of my only complaints about Horizon was like the the dungeons were like very linear pathways with light climbing puzzles you know they weren't really like dungeons the way that we think of dungeons in zelda you know and i think that was a missed opportunity for them you know and i i I hope they take notes on that and like really make those dungeons something cool in the next game but like fable i think they could really nail the like put like 70 or 75 mini dungeons around the world and make them similar to Zelda's shrines but maybe like instead of one shrine in Zelda make the dungeons like two or three shrines you know like I don't know I I've got Zelda on the brain really hard right now but I like well, I think, I think I mean, Fable I, but like I, I, I think I Fable has like... that same kind of charm that Zelda yeah. has almost you know like maybe not like the same nostalgic factor for sure but like you know, I think it has that same charm of whimsical characters and humor when it needs to and serious when it needs to be and uh, things happening out in the world that could be real dumb, but also like a serious story that you could progress through, you know? Well, that's I think that's one thing 
I would kind of want to incorporate in Fable is a story because playing Fable one, I didn't understand what the story was at all. I'm like, okay, what is the purpose of this? Like, and I haven't played two or three. Um, oh, two is amazing. Because, like I said, my version of Fable, when I got to the last boss, it, it was so glitch and bug that I I couldn't hit the enemy at all. He he just floated up in the air, stayed right there, and any magic that I threw at him didn't affect him. So I was just like, yep, I'm not going to play this again because this is buggy. It's saved, and the only way for me to fix it, I have to erase that save and redo the whole game over. And I said, nope. So, yeah, but the story, I'm just like, I don't know what this world or the story is. Like, yeah. even the mor- like even the morality system didn't, like, really make sense because I thought that I could kill people and make them really fear- afraid of me. They weren't afraid of me. They were like, oh, you murdered somebody. They went about their day. Like, wait, wait what? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I so, think, like, when uh, people, I think when people say what they want from a uh, I think when people say what they really want from a Fable game, I think like a lot of people look at Fable Two as like kind of the the best Fable, you know, in terms of like what you could do in the game versus the morality system versus the weapons and how the outcome is really affected by your morality. Where like Fable One was like, okay, you're either good or bad, and you like age, but as you age, you either turn into like god or the devil you know like (laughs) depending on how you progress and then fable 3 was like pretty linear i would say you know in terms Mm -hmm. of like okay you could affect affect the world this way but you're really going to become king or queen towards the middle of the game and then uh you could it turned into like a kingdom simulator halfway through the game which was like that's not really fable and then you know we got everything else after that which was like yeah, I don't really want a horse riding simulator for Connect. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jesse? What would what would you incorporate? What would you want them to incorporate in the game, and what would you want them to take out, like remove? Um, honestly, uh, like, I, I mean, what you know, like what what they've done, you know, like all the things that they've kind of had since, you know, since the beginning, I don't think there's a whole lot that I'd want to take out. Maybe, you know, maybe tweak things a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, Corey, (laughs) Corey pretty much, you know, I, you know, everything that Corey said, you know, is basically what I was thinking as far as, you know, like uh, changing things. Just like for me, I guess I I just would like it to you know just to basically feel like Fable, but just you know basically be upgraded. You know, well, keep keep the best things. You know, the the best things about it, and just kind of you know keep it keep it you know similar and i just don't you know the my only fear is that they change it way too much to the point of where where it just doesn't feel like you know like just doesn't feel like the game the same game that people wanted so do you guys make one well i know you haven't jesse played richard three nor you have you Corey. but by looking at richard three if that 
became on Fable like almost for Fable for that next Fable. Would you guys still play it? I mean, I think that's a little too serious. Like the like I don't. That's the thing is like so like those kind of games are a little too serious. I think. Like for like, I mean, you want to have a good story, but mm-hmm. but like the whole point of Fable is it is kind of supposed to be somewhat serious, but more more on the like comedic know, side. Yeah, more yeah, more a little bit more lighthearted, you know, and and I feel like Witcher and and those they they kind of take them a little too seriously, like the. The game. I mean, there are some things in there that are kind of funny, but only mm-hmm. just because of like, you know, the dialogue or whatever. But, you know, or things, you know, your options of what you can say and stuff like that. But, but well, did Fable ever have like a class system in the later games or anything? No, not really. But I mean, no. you could like spec your character how you wanted, but there wasn't like. Oh, I'm picking a healer at the beginning, so I'm gonna have to be yeah. a healer and a magic wielder at the beginning. But like, like you you found ways to customize your character with it. it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like Zelda, you know, where like, oh, I want to be an archer, so I'm gonna find bows that work for me, or like, you know, sword and shield. I'm obviously gonna go find the master sword, but there's other swords that I could use. You know, it was it was like that pretty much. I yeah, mean, it was a little bit. More yeah, it wasn't labeled, Zelda, but yeah, yeah, okay. Just yeah, because I labeled. <laughs> yeah, because I know that was in part one. I mean, not having a class system, but I didn't know if two or three introduced like a class system because I know it was like it was up to you. Whatever your actions were in the first one will make you who you are as you grow up. So, like, if you were killing people or if you were using uh, certain weapons and stuff, that's what you will be good at, like, as you play, uh, progress further on in the game. And I didn't know if, like, in two or three, they'd be like, okay, you start a game, and then you pick a class, and that's what you're stuck with for a little bit. Like, I mean, I guess the... I... I could see them maybe adding not not necessarily classes, but adding like uh, like you know like in certain games where you have well well I guess one option is remember like in the uh, in Grand Theft Auto like you could go to the gym and you could work out and get yeah you know, get race. stronger yeah like like if they were to have something where like let's say you wanted to be more of like you, you know mostly your your main weapon you use like a a sword mostly where you could go and you could train you know that, train that was gonna be, go to like a training area that's gonna could, be my next question uh if you could go meet other players and that other player could train you yeah. Like if they if they know like certain moves and that you haven't reached yet, but if you go to that trainer, pay them like five hundred guild or whatever, they'll trade you in that move. Then you could take it back in your game and use it. You yeah. know, people over farm that money to do that, um, find ways to cheat. But would you like something like that in the game? I think that would be kind of interesting to just having it where you could, yeah, like like an archery archery. Uh, like thing where you could learn, you know, different skills by by going to the 
you know, whatever the archery place and, and, uh, practicing and, you know, have kind of similar to, you know, like in, in Zelda, um, in Ocarina of Time, remember you had those areas that you could go to and it had the rupees and you had to shoot them with your, either your, uh, your slingshot or your bow and arrow. And then if you completed it and got all of them in the time, you know, the time amount that you're given, then you'd get something special. Like if they had stuff like that where you could kind of help level things up. So um, mini games. Yeah, sense. and uh, Bastion, Bastion kind of had stuff similar to that too, didn't it? Like you guys, did, did you guys play Bastion? I played it on PS3. Okay. I have no, I have it on PS4. I need to okay. finish it though. Okay. Yeah, because they had kind of had that where you could go to these areas and you could. Um, do certain things with the like you had to do a certain objective with your bow and arrow or or whatever mm-hmm. like there was a thing and then if you finished it in a certain amount of time you could unlock all three uh, things or you know like if they did something similar to that like where it that would help like grow your character in the uh, the path that you'd maybe want to take like just maybe if they add more more path building you know choices like things that you can do to to you know build your path uh, you know not only like what if you want to use mostly bow and arrow or you want to use mostly sword but also like if you are driving to be a good character or driving to be an evil character I I know they're going probably at online and probably like four players could tackle quests and, and things like that. Um, anything else would you guys like to see in this online features? Uh, like mating uh, the dogs or other characters? Um, I mean, it. I mean, you was able to have kids in uh, the original Fable, so why not? You know, see if they can have a love connection in this game with online players, and you know, they make and you get a kid, and that's like an additional character or something, and you traverse with the kid, and he helps you or something, become an AI or something. Um, I mean, I would like, I would like to be able to like invite people to my game and help me with quests and stuff. But like, I, it should be like a, it should be not the same as Bloodborne or Dark Souls, but like, you know, you should be able to invite someone in to come in and uh, help you with quests and stuff and, and be able to drop in, drop out anytime you need to, you know, I think that would be cool. Uh, but in addition, I would like to see companions, like real cool companions, mm-hmm. added to Fable because, like, there weren't really. I mean, there kind of were, but there weren't like, hey, I'm gonna have a party and they're gonna travel with me and you know be that kind of stuff. So, like, I think it'd be cool to have companions too that would like have some witty banter with you and like be stupid. Yeah, like maybe a wolf named Tink. <laughs> 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 that you ride on <laughs> and <laughs> well uh last question if playgrounds are not doing this fable who did you guys think could be doing this fable game oh my gosh i don't know i don't even know i mean i thought like when we were talking about British studios, <laughs> we were talking about Sumo Digital. 
<laughs> like I think that would be like I, I I really honestly have no idea. Like my ideal company would be rare, honestly, but they're so busy with Sea of Thieves, I don't know how they could be doing a, a second game right now. Uh, yeah. So I I I honestly don't know. It's got to be someone British, and it's got to be someone with the right talent. So I honestly have no idea. Well, it can't be CD Rick. They're doing twenty uh, twenty seven seven Cyborg or something like that. Cyberpunk. That, yeah, I don't. Cyber- I don't think they could like as great as The Witcher is. I don't think they could do a Fable game justice. Like they. Well, that's got what their... I said. They. That's why I said they're not doing it because of them working on that game. Yeah. So that's why I said they. They're out. That's out of it. Because uh, somebody might have, might try to say that first. I'm like, no, they were working on their own game. They're, I think they're done with The Witcher for right now. I Maybe. guess you could, unless you count Gwent, whatever that is, that card game. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Corey. I don't know. Uh, I, I, gosh, unless like Microsoft announces that they're starting another internal team, like, but I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why they wouldn't have just restructured Lionhead if they were doing that. So I, I don't know. I know Phil Spencer says he wants to open studios again to like work on games, but I also don't think he wants to be stuck in the corner like they were with with Halo this generation, where like they built a studio to develop Halo games, and Halo Five didn't sell nearly as well as three or four. So, I mean, not I. I really don't know, man. I think I think you're gonna see a lot of studios. I'm gonna. I think you're gonna see a lot of. Microsoft Studios start developing systems for every game similar to what Ubisoft does and they're uh-huh. going to be able to pick and choose what systems they want in each game because I know m- almost all of Microsoft's first party games now ex- besides Halo run on Unreal 4 so the coalition was helping with PUBG they're now helping with one of Microsoft's other projects outside of Gears they're, uh, they're rumored to be uh, building systems from the IP they were working on before Gears 4 and they're rumored to have those systems be working in a Perfect Dark game uh, for their new IP yeah the Shanghai or whatever that IP they were working on before Gears 4 uh, when they were still Black Tusk and like that yeah. tech, that tech is going into the new Perfect Dark game so like you know I think you're going to start seeing like the idea no, but that's it's, no. It's the rumor. It's rumor. It, it's just the rumor. It's just a big rumor. The coalition, right? Because coalition said that they're doing a new IP, so it's, they yeah, can't be working on they, Perfect Dark. They, someone well, else haven't. Well, they changed. They said they were working on a new IP, but now it's just an open world action game. So, like a lot of people think that the coalition is splitting into three teams: a engine development team, a mm-hmm. gears team, and then a third team. So, like, the engineering team is obviously working on the systems for Gears and PUBG and apparently Perfect Dark, whatever. And then, you know, they're going to be able to... Like, the Coalition is now, like, the engineering team and Gears is just their proof of concept, similar to what Unreal was uh, when they were developing Gears. And <laughs> Unreal 3, they were just trying to show it off, you know. So, uh, Coalition is kind of turned into that for Microsoft. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that. I think mm-hmm. Microsoft's going to grow into a studio, uh, a business similar to what 
Ubisoft is and like you know they're just going to be able to pick and choose these different systems in their games and a lot of their games are going to feel similar in different ways uh but you know I think I think they're also smart enough to choose different styles of games and different uh you know art styles different genres unlike you know Sony who kind of like don't get me wrong I like a lot of what Sony's doing but like but we they... talked about like what we talked about on Pal Block today or yeah earlier today yesterday I guess if you're listening to this live or whenever it goes up but like Sony does and Sony seems to be in a lot of like I don't want to say development trouble but their development of these games has been concerning for a while and they're just yeah. lucky that they're kind of surviving off of third parties uh, because like there's 70 million PS4s out there and Horizon only sold, sold 4 million copies like that's not really a lot for something that with a un- with a box out there with 70 million units out there. So, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of over-the-shoulder shooting kind of open-world, semi-open-world, because, like, from all accounts, like, God of War is going to be, like, a melee... Like, it looks like a melee-based Uncharted game, honestly. Like, as excited mm-hmm. as I am for that, like, it's an over- over-the-shoulder game. Uh, You know, it's it's you've got a buddy with you you've it's they say it's open linear so like you're really traveling as these open areas kind of like that uh madagascar and uncharted 4 like where it's kind of open but you're really traveling in a linear space you know so i don't I, know i really I, wonder if resident evil 4 was the start of that over the shoulder i mean it was they <laughs> i mean they, they well Epic pretty much came out and said Resident Evil 4 was the inspiration for the combat in Gears of War. So I mean just I mean just the look of it of um, having over the shoulder of yeah. Resident Evil 4 was the start of it. Yeah. I mean don't get me wrong, I like I like that style of game, but there's just mm-hmm. like like there's a difference in liking something and then having your whole first party <laughs> portfolio kind of be that which is like, you know, the the only games that really differentiate from that from Sony is like Gravity Rush, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Infamous. I mean, even Infamous almost to an extent when you're using the uh, the lightning powers almost. But, like, you know, Horizon is a, like, kind of semi over the shoulder, and especially when you're pulling the bow back. Or, you know, I think, I think getting back to Xbox, I think they diversify their portfolio more and with a little bit more focus on their properties and, like, really kind of honing in everything. You know, like we said, like we said at the end of last year, X or I guess it was last episode actually. Like Microsoft, Microsoft's online system, fantastic. Their box yes. is great. You know, the X- Xbox One X is a great box. You know, from all accounts. Now they just got to focus and really like put some polish on their first party stuff that they're putting out this year and next year. Which is why I'm glad they they. Uh, delay crackdown crackdown because like i think crackdown is is actually going to be kind of like a sleeper hit for them i i really do like i i know like a lot of people have concerns about crackdown but it wouldn't surprise me if that game came out and got nines yeah i I think if they market crackdown because i think that's what they got to do they got to be like even that's the other rumor is that they've already talked to phil spencer about when halo 6 is coming out because they want to like do a beta for a Halo Six multiplayer with it, 
Well, yeah. Uh, well, because Phil Spencer said, Phil Spencer mentioned Nelson. One of them said, like, don't even look for Halo 6 just yet. Yeah. Like, they're not three, even ready to announce anything. Yeah, 343 even came out and kind of said, like, we, we don't even know if we're going to be ready to even show Halo 6 this year. So, like, I'm not expecting Halo 6, but, like, mm-hmm. I think they could build a, a small multiplayer, kind of like a real beta, like a real beta, like a year and a half out, you know, <laughs> from release and really get you kind know, of like a element kind of like a R&D yeah like I mean like the Halo 5 beta you know the Halo 5 beta came with the Master Chief collection and that came out 13 months after the Master Chief collection so like mm-hmm. that was a real beta that was a real test you know unlike these two like betas that come out two weeks before the game comes out there's no real change that could come in there it's just a server test you know so yeah uh, if they could get a build of what the multiplayer could be like and at may not even like have like two levels maybe and like no Spartan customization whatsoever really like test just test things and it would be I, dummy games is, is like what I like to call them D- dummy games as in they're putting a build out there and they want to get see how players react to it. And with the reaction, they could comment on what they like and what they don't like. So that they could take that and pull that into like the uh, Halo Six before they like finalize or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I mean, can see that happening. I mean, we'll see. I think Crackdown is like their big game right now, and see if these are like their move. They're starting to put out big first-party games again, and like they they've got a they've got to really <laughs> commit to these games and they've got to be good. And like, that's what them, them committing like really hard to these games. makes me have faith that these games are going to be great. You know, like sometimes, I mean, we've seen what's what is, I don't mean to keep picking on Sony, but like, look at the, look, we talked about it earlier again, Ed. look at the order, look at uncharted, mm-hmm. look at days gone. Like these games feel like that. They, like they've been in development for so long that like Sony at some point has to say, look, you have to put this game out. And the only, yes. the only games, like the only studios that really have the leeway for Sony right now are like our naughty dog and gorilla. Every other studio has to crunch, has to get their game out, you know? And like, that's why I think dreams and like media molecule for some reason has had like an eight year development cycle for dreams. But I think that game's going to be something like, I think that game they, is something really creative and like what project spark wanted to be. But I think dreams is really going to nail it. But uh, yeah. at the same time, how many people are going to sit down and actually work with those tools? How dedicated is that audience going to be? It's going to be interesting. You know, it's not as simple as Mario maker was, but or little, even little big planet. You know, this is a com- complex set of tools they're putting out there. Uh, but you know, I really think Microsoft is really going to commit this year, and we're going to finally see an Xbox roadmap. And now that they have their box and their online service and Game Pass and games with gold, like all these great features, now they're going to start putting out the games, and it's kind of like a giant reset for Xbox. You know, the first, the I- first six months to a year of a console's life cycle you get ports and third-party games and like they're treating xbox one x as a (laughs) 
you know, as brand new their console. brand new console and like it's like a relaunch. Yeah, you know, it's a big reset for them and pushing it, pushing Sea it, of Thieves and Crackdown and State of Decay is going to be the first test. And I think them cuz I I really do think that Microsoft studied Nintendo. I think they looked at Switch and seen how their releases are done and just seen how people reacted to some of the sales. Like I think Microsoft took a took a fall back and just like, okay, we're still getting our stuff together, but if we could do what Nintendo Switch is doing with our box, we should be in good uh in a good spot. Mhm. Well, and I think I think part of the thing is too is at this point like you know like Xbox is like they you know as far as the the uh, exclusives or you know first party stuff their material like at this point it's going to be hard for them to catch up to PlayStation mm-hmm. so so they're better off going for the qua- the quality over quantity right and and so you know kind of like Corey was saying for them to just worry about making the things that they're going to bring out good and just make sure that those are perfect you know they 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 halted crackdown to make sure that it was a better game you know and if they as long as they do that they don't they shouldn't have to worry about how many games are coming out with it's just like you know we don't have a lot of games coming out but we can guarantee you these games are gonna be good if, if you guys could talk about our quality because um yeah it, i and i definitely agree with, with you uh on that jesse uh, like with sony i think only thing that is going on for them is the numbers and numbers as oppressive are there is that that is, if no one is really talking more about your games and you only could just bring out numbers, that's a concern. Because like you mentioned, Corey, 70 million PlayStation 4 is out, 4 million for only Horizon, which is pretty much a lot of people's game of the year besides near Automata. Like, that that becomes a really big problem. And you, people could get on Switch all they want to, but people are constantly talking about the quality of the games that they're playing for Switch. They're talking about how good that that port is. Look at Doom. You know, I, we, uh, Nintendo Pop, like you guys watched that uh, yesterday, me and Corey was talking about how there's a hashtag for Doom of let's get it to a million. And I was telling Corey that there's on PlayStation and on Xbox there has never been a hashtag to get a game up that high. Because mm-hmm. people have been talking about the quality. You know, it's a lower quality, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And Marcus, if Microsoft could get that kind of hashtag talk, could get that on social media and in real life, if they could get the qualities uh, about their games being talked about, they're going to surpass uh, the interest of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Not the numbers, but the interest. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a big year for Microsoft in like a year without another year without Halo. They're really going to have to start pushing quality. And like I think mm-hmm. you know I don't think they need Halo 6 this year. I think Halo 5 is a perfectly serviceable multiplayer game that still continues to thrive. You know, I still pop in from time to time and have a good time playing it. And like, as far as like games as a service goes, 
besides Ubisoft, I think Microsoft does it the best. You know, like Halo does amazingly well. Gears of War Four does amazingly well. Uh, you know, I think see if I think Sea of Thieves is going to perform how Microsoft wants it to. You know, I I don't know if it's going to do Destiny or Call of Duty numbers, but it's definitely going to do like I think it's going to probably be up there with Halo because en- enough people are interested in what Rare has has because like they have that pedigree, they have that nostalgia factor from people growing up with Super Nintendo and N64 and you know, part of GameCube and uh mm-hmm. I think enough people are interested in what Rare's doing that it will sell based on the Rare name alone. Uh, and then I, f- I think it's probably going to turn out to be a great game. You know, it's they outlined the the uh, progression system. Finally, you know, they've they've shown some f- cool footage. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I hope I hope see if these does well and I, I want to play it and I want it to do well. And I can't wait to do like co-op stuff with you guys on it and. Uh, yes you know and i i really want crackdown to do well and i think that that's going to be a big games of service as well you know i think you're going to be able to uh get rec packs similar to halo and like customize your agent when you go into multiplayer and really i think it's going to have a really cool destructible open world and i think the missions are going to be cool and i i I think I think Microsoft is going to fo- when they focus on quality I think it's going to do well and I think they're going to be games with legs. Like I Right. So they they're going to stand out they're going to stand out more than they will with Sony games. Yeah. And maybe even some Nintendo games. I'm not going I'm not going to just knock Sony. I can knock Nintendo too. I could be fair to all consoles. But everybody, that is going to be it for Arsenal X. Uh, thank you guys for this discussion. Jesse, go ahead and plug. Where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at sub underscore humanist. Corey, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me at Corey and HD on Instagram and Twitter and uh, on various other shows across NGR Radio. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro and you can hear my podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. You can find me also on other podcasts here on NGR Radio. We would like you guys to email the show at, at Arsenal X Podcast. I want to hear what your thoughts of what you think uh Fable Game from Playground Studio, how that will look, um, how it will play. Uh, what would you like to incorporate that game and what would you like to remove or you know just send us some thoughts on what you think about the show um, we, like I said we got that contest so check our Facebook page and Instagram you guys got to the 27th and, and join okay. the Arsenal X community on Xbox One yes we should, uh, post, or- a, we should post about the uh, contest in this and the community too I might not have that on the I know that guy on the or Arsenal X page. Uh, no, I mean, like is the, it the creator? I meant on the Xbox One community, like on the system. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, why not? Oh, I I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm learn. Yes, I'm learning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that, everybody, we're about to throw up the X one more time because we're exiting out. Have a great night, have a great week, weekend, and we are out. Dink. Peace. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>